Hello and a very warm welcome to another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Coming up, we're talking about capital gains tax and the very simple measures that you can implement to increase your CGT exemption without upsetting HMRC, but which have the potential to save you a tidy sum in tax. Keep listening and we will explain everything. Plus, what did the boss of a pet food business say to one of his workers that ended up costing him £20,000 in compensation? Keep listening to the end and all will be revealed. You're listening to Tips and Advice for Business, the weekly podcast that trawls through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized advice and realistic solutions to everyday challenges. And all this in just a few short minutes, because we know that your time is precious. The Tips and Advice for Business podcast is freely available on all the usual platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon and Deezer and is brought to you by those ever so nice people at Indicator FL Memo. For supporting information, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk. Your host today is Duncan Callow, solicitor and publisher. All right, so let's let's talk about a capital gains tax and uh, or CGT, as it's most commonly known, and what you can do to increase your CGT exemption. Because, as we alluded to at the at the outset, uh, you, you only have an annual exempt amount of twelve thousand three hundred pounds for the current tax year and beyond, uh, and any excess any gain in excess of that figure is subject to CGT at between ten and twenty eight percent. So. To give you an example, let's say you buy some shares uh, that cost you £5,000 and at the end of the tax year you sell them for £8,000, you've made a capital gain of £3,000. Now that's within your annual exempt amount of 12300 so naturally there's no CGT to pay. Assuming, of course, you haven't made capital gains elsewhere on other assets. But, as we've said, anything over and above that £12,300 exempt limit is subject to CGT at between 10 and 28%. Now, if you've got a second property or an investment portfolio with, with a selection of shares that have performed very well, it's easy to fall into that bracket and find yourself with quite a nasty tax bill. What can you do legitimately to increase the exempt amount? Well, the first thing to do is think about using your spouse or civil partner. Because if your gains for a year after knocking off any losses of the same year or unused ones for previous years already exceed your CGT annual exemption, that's the £12,300 figure, and you wish to make another transaction which would result in a gain, it's possible to make use of your spouse or civil partner. What's the tip here? Well, you transfer the assets you want to sell to your spouse or partner so that they make the sale. Special rules treat the transaction as resulting in neither a gain nor a loss. So in effect, your spouse receives them at the same price you paid for them. This means that when they sell the assets, they'll make the same gain that you would have. The important difference is that they can use their annual exemption to reduce the CGT bill. So you can see, just by transferring an asset to a spouse or civil partner, you've effectively doubled the annual exemption. But there is a trap. And this tip is that is only for married couples and civil partners as transferring assets to unmarried partners triggers what's called an anti-avoidance rule. 
And this treats the transaction as if you had sold the assets to them at their full value, meaning that you'll be taxed on the gain you were trying to mitigate. So unfortunately, if you're not in a civil partnership or you're not married, this tip, this trick won't work. What else can we think about? Well, it's possible to make use of your unmarried partner's CGT exemption with long-term planning. This involves transferring assets that you hope will increase in value. And when they do, your partner sells and uses their exemption to reduce the CGT bill. They can, if they wish, give some of the proceeds to you without breaching these anti-avoidance rules. There's another tip here, and that is that a similar tax saving strategy can be used more easily and possibly greater effect to greater effect if you have children, which brings us on to the final strand of uh, this CGT saving podcast. And that is making use of your youngsters, because surprisingly, children are entitled to their own CGT annual exemption from birth. That's something a lot of people aren't aware of. And while there are many anti-avoidance rules to stop you diverting assets and, in- and income to your youngsters to avoid this, to avoid tax, these rules do not apply to the CGT exemption. So what you need to do is give assets such as shares to your children at a young age, ideally as young an age as possible, and certainly before they reach 18 as the tax saving scheme ceases to work after that. While you have to pay tax on any income, dividends, etc. from these, any capital gain made when the assets are sold is taxed on them, but only if it exceeds your child's annual exemption at the time. So that's another £12,300 worth of exemption that you can buy into. One final point, and that is that it's important to remember that any gift of assets to children must be genuinely and not a sham merely to dodge tax. It's something that HMRC is quite hot on. Now, this doesn't prevent you from selling assets to use your children's CGT exemptions and then spending the proceeds on their welfare or education, e.g. school fees. But if you are in any doubt about the transfer of assets uh, to one of your children, do seek advice from a tax specialist just to make sure you you won't fall foul of any of the anti-avoidance rules. So in summary, you can see that by using a spouse or civil partner, some careful planning and transferring assets to your children, there are ways to increase the annual exempt amount from CGT uh, that you can take advantage of. Use the old trick of giving assets to your spouse or civil partner so they use their annual exemption. And for a longer term plan, gift assets to your children while they are under 18 as they have their own exemption, remembering ideally while the children are as young as possible. Sell the assets when they've gained in value and use the proceeds for your children's welfare, education, etc. This will not cause you any problems with HMRC. Hope you found all that very helpful. Do please give us any feedback and any ways we, we can help improve the service that we're giving you via these podcasts. Thank you. So what did the boss of a pet food business do that resulted in a £20,000 compensation award being made against his business? Well, the answer is quite simple. He discriminated against his ex-employee on the grounds of age and sex discrimination, and it was found that the dismissal was unfair. What happened? Well, apparently the employee concerned and her boss had had a relatively small argument, during which the boss had said she must be in her menopause. When the employee concerned complained to the boss's wife, who was incidentally a co-owner of the business, she was told to stop moaning, and a month later, she was sacked. 
Uh, so really, no surprise that the proverbial book was thrown at the uh, employer in this business. They got everything wrong. Sex discrimination, age discrimination, didn't follow a correct procedure in terms of her dismissal, etc., etc. Lots of lessons to learn here. But probably the, the, the main one is that whatever you might be thinking as an employer, keep it to yourself. Take some time out. Try and avoid a heat of the moment response because in nine times out of ten, it will result in litigation, which could mean an expensive compensation award. So that's it. Can you believe it? We're at the end of another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. But don't worry. We'll be back next week and we will be showing you how you can vary your employees' terms and conditions legitimately and safely. For example, let's suppose you want to remove an entitlement to enhance contractual pay. Doesn't sound very straightforward. Actually, there is a way to do it called firing and rehiring. We will explain everything. But for now, thank you very much for sharing your time with us and goodbye. You've been listening to the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Every week, we trawl through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized tips, advice and solutions. For more information about our products and services, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk. Indicator.